Thank you, Kelly, very much. Good morning, everybody. Good. Well, well, let me look. Yeah, it's morning. <laughs> it's it's wet. Now, I know this is a band of rain that's going up and down, what is it, Interstate 3545, that kind of that area. You may be in clear, sunny skies in parts of Texas. Let me look. Well, I don't want to mess up my phone now. I have my phone set for the clock and not for the, the radar, but... Um, it's rained a lot around where I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and most especially to the folks on the southeast side of Dallas and Kaufman County and south, uh, eastern uh, Ellis County and uh, around a lot of other places, too. I, I was going to do a more thorough investigation of the weather around the state, but I got, got swamped up in some other stuff. Good term there. And uh, I suspect there are a lot of other really wet places. Southeastern Dallas County, I think at last count, had between 8 and 10 inches of rain. And uh, it is feast and famine in this crazy state, isn't it? You either get uh, nothing for three months or you get way too much in three hours. But we love our state. Uh, if you would love our state to talk about gardening, we are live. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones. He does the heavy lifting. I answer the garden questions. 888-256-1080. We ought to trade places and let Jared answer the garden questions, and uh, I'll answer the phones and, and run the boards. And before you feel too scared about Jared's answers to the garden questions, you have nothing to worry about because I wouldn't know how to turn us on the air. I'd, <laughs> I'd never get us there. So uh, anyway, Jared, you're safe. Uh, I'd be panicking. Eight, that's tough. The job that he does is tough. And you know, behind the scenes at every radio station in this state, there is somewhere, there's an engineer and there are board ops. Our son was a board op for a long time, for several years. And let me see how I can say this because I've worked at a lot of places with a lot of people. I'll just say it generically. Sometimes the board ops don't get the best of treatment. There, is, there are prima donnas who sit in, um, and, and prima dons who sit in these chairs and broadcast, and uh, they take it out on the board ops sometimes. And it's always, it's always really a pleasure to run into somebody who is has some celebrity behind the microphone or on camera, and treats everybody equally. Those are the heroes in in the media business, and the board ops know who they are. The cameramen know who they are. And uh, that's that makes it fun. Let me give the phone number. Otherwise, I'll have a whole hour at this, and you don't want that. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Our son worked for, after he left radio and, and went back to college, or went to college, and got an RTF uh, a degree, radio, television, film. He worked at CNN for 12 or 14 years, something like that. Uh, general production uh, at one point. Uh, one of his big jobs was to produce the uh, the archives uh, where they would put historic films in for people who were still living so that they could pull them out quickly uh, if somebody, somebody died. And uh, he learned a lot of history that way and, and uh, those things are still being pulled. They'll say, well, that was something I put in the archives. And then he had to digitize them, take them from whatever they used to use, I guess big reels, and put them into digital files. He did a lot of that. And his last job at CNN was producer of Larry King Live. And Larry was an example that I'll, I'll use now to say it was as nice as he could be to Todd and all the staff. 
Never said much about him on the air, but he treated them like royalty off air, and they were friends. Got invited to Larry's parties. That was nice. So anyway, we are here to talk about the plants at your place, 888-256-1080. Todd's no longer at uh, CNN. He now works for the NFL Network, but uh, anyway, it's it's been fun to watch. It's fun to watch your kids grow up and do things, you know. 888-256-1080. Call us now, won't you please? A lot going on right now, and it may be a little bit difficult to get... I uh, uh, can't turn that sound down, can I? That's my that's my own sound. I thought I'd turn the, the beeper sound, the alert sound down. You're just going to have to live with that one. I'm not going to try to figure it out this morning. It's been <laughs> I stayed up and watched the Rangers too long, then we were talking to our other son, who is taking his uh, daughter, our granddaughter, on a college tour today into a cold part of America and uh, they're going to leave in about an hour and we stayed up late late into the night talking and so I'm keeping my uh, challenging task to a minimum today answering garden questions no problem all right one more time we'll get the program underway in better style 888-256-1080 if you're in Alpine or Amarillo if you are in uh, Corpus Christi or Victoria, Bryan College Station, where I grew up, uh, you can call now. We have 33 stations that carry the program. Some of them are in uh, using a delayed broadcast of last night's high school football games. Goodness, some of them are playing last night's football games that got postponed until today. And so we have lost a few of our stations on today's broadcast. So uh, just uh, bear with us. We don't have as many stations as we normally do. It'll be easy for you to call through right now, and I'd love to hear from you. That's as, as simple as that. Give us a call, won't you please? 888-256-1080. Give Jared a call. Uh, let me tell you about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening before we begin the program. That is, uh, that is my book, and it's the latest book that I've written. Uh, it's the fifth book that I've written. And the good news is I've decided to leave that price of my book at just $34.95 for a bit longer. Uh, I've reduced the price initially to help my wife pay off the last of her campaign debts from running successfully for re-election to the McKinney ISD School Board. Back in the spring, the last of those bills came due, and we got them paid off. And the, the second part of that, I told you I had uh, a second reason and that is to cover some medical bills that our family is encountering, one of them being mine, and um, some things that insurance isn't covering. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm using the book kind of as the ballast of that. And so I've left it at $34.95, and my goodness gracious, thank you for that outpouring of uh, support and, and help. Uh, the, uh, the full details are in eGardens uh, that came out Thursday night. You can see it on my website. Um, but I won't get into it here right now. Uh, my hope as I wrote the book was that it would be the only gardening reference book that you would need to be successful here in Texas. It's a hardback. It has 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It was printed in Texas so I could go to the press checks. That was fun. 11 chapters cover lawns and landscapes, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annual and perennial flowers, fruit, vegetables, the whole works. It has chapter two, which is a 48 page a chapter, four pages per month, telling you when you plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants that you're trying to grow outdoors in your landscape and garden. So if your question is, Neil, when should I transplant my um, juniper? 
um, yeah, I know that was a question you had on the back of your mind, and it's answered in the in the book in chapter two. Uh, it's answered several places, but chapter two is the go-to for when do I do this or that. So I've never put that in a book before. And then all those other chapters filled with information. Now, 840 photos to support them and more than 25 multi-page charts. Your satisfaction with this book is fully guaranteed or I'll refund every penny you invest in it. I've said that all along and I've not been asked to refund ever on this book. I sign every copy as it sells. That's one of the main reasons I chose not to put it in stores, not to put it on Amazon. And uh, it's worked out beautifully. There are two ways you can buy it, therefore. One of them is to call my office, and the other is to go to my website. The office phone number during uh, uh, business hours weekdays is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. And then the... Uh, Website is neilsperry.com. It's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, not the cowboy boot book. That's the old one. This is the uh, one with the Adirondack chair. And it's a uh, uh, website, Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Let me tell you about uh, the uh, Nursery Association, Texas Certified uh, nursery, uh, uh, well, let me try that one again. It's Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, and they're certified and master certified nursery uh, 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 program. This is the uh, something that began about 40 years ago. I've had the pleasure of watching this from its inception, the planning stages, all the way uh, to current, and the thousands of men and women who have taken that rough exam. They've studied the long and hard hours. They've passed the exam. And they have banded together decades ago to ensure that Texas gardeners have the best plants, the best products, and the best service that any industry can possibly provide. Shop where you see the name badges and the emblems of certified landscape professionals and certified nursery professionals. And that's at member nurseries and affiliated businesses of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. It's been my experience you're most likely to find them at local independent retail garden centers. That's where you can go in and talk to the owner or the manager. Now for a complete list, visit landscapetexas.org. That's landscapetexas.org. You're looking for a Texas certified or a Texas master certified nursery professionals at a member nursery of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Let me give that number one more time, one more time, and uh, that is 888-256-1080. Our first call up this morning is Eric in Gainesville. Eric, thank you for calling. How can I help you? Hey, good morning, Neil. Uh, boy, I sure hope you can. I, I'm looking to plant a tall uh, cylindrical uh, cedar, and I want it to be... Um, I'm going to place them near my house and uh, I've got plenty of uh, 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 garden beds for these things, but I want the diameter to be no, no larger than five feet. And I want the height of a, of the cedar evergreen to be uh, 20 feet or taller. Uh, 15 would be fine or taller. 
And as I look on the websites and I'm digging in, it's like, oh, man, some of these things, I'm going to be dead by the time I'm 60. And some of them are, I'm going to be dead by the time this thing gets mature. However, with that being said, I want to enjoy watching it grow and the stages of its growth. So I'm not in a big hurry, but I don't want it to be a slow growth. I want it to be a, you know, a little bit on the faster side, but after YouTube and then seeing all these things, I just don't know. Uh, so I've, I've looked at Arborvitaes. I've looked at, and there's one that I thought, all right, this is it. It's called a Spartan. But then you go to try to buy it, and it's like, well, who's got this thing? And so do I have to order it? Uh, is it worth the time? Is it worth the struggle? Um, I want to enjoy it. I, I, and to give you an idea where I'm coming from, I went to Clark's Gardens in Weatherford, and I Middle met Wells. Mr. Clark, and he said everything mm. I planted in this garden was only two feet tall. And so I got to see this beautiful, mature garden, and I've taken on that same attitude enjoying things grow and it seems like the smaller i plant it the faster it grows and more healthier it is and i've got 50 trees in my yard that i've planted from little tiny things and i've enjoyed the process so (laughs) with all that in mind do you have any recommendations i do um you want me to be bluntly honest right yeah <laughs> tear the band, okay. band-aid off fast go ahead well i will uh, spartan is the most beautiful of the upright junipers there is it is not so bold upright as to be uh just garishly dramatic uh variety, old varieties like skyrocket and pathfinder are are that they are very columnar i mean they're much narrower than you're talking about and taller and Italian cypress, although it would freeze in Gainesville, is is dramatic like that as well. So those are, are comments I will make, and they're all fairly fast growing. So that's not a not a factor. Here is the uh, here are the two downsides I see to the theory. Uh, number one, they are overly dramatic, and they will take away from the look of your landscape. That, without seeing your house, I I have no right to say. So I'll kind of pull that comment back for the time being because it doesn't really matter. Fulmopsis and Cabotina uh, blight, twig blight, will kill all of them. And uh, in the case of Italian Cypress, there's yet another disease, and and they have rendered all of these useless. I had Spartan at my home and at my office. I love that juniper. Uh, It is glorious, and, and it died 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 i lost two of them and it broke Mm. my heart Uh, there is no control there is no prevention so if you want to try spartan you could do it and i i wouldn't i wouldn't find fault with you but that's one of the reasons that the nurseries don't have them commonly is because they they have a real problem with that disease all of the upright conifers seem to have you do not want arbovites there are a lot of arbovites being sold now uh, that are great in Oregon and Washington State, uh, but they they won't handle our low hum, uh, low summer humidity and the high temperatures. Uh, the old-fashioned arborvitaes uh, are not as columnar as you're talking about. They handle the weather fine, but your landscape would look like it's out in the 1930s. So uh, they're, they're, this is yeah. a dead end. Um, your your best bet probably would be to go with a, a fairly columnar 
holly and, and be willing to accept it, it'll get 10 or 12 feet tall, and that would be something like Oakland and, and train it. But that's not going to give you the look that you're after. Maybe there's a compromise in, in what you're trying to achieve. I, I can't see your landscape, can't see your, your concept. And so this is with an arm around the shoulder and trying to coax you off the yeah. ledge. You know, so Thank I, I you. Well, no, friend, yeah. but, but you're about to make some expensive and, and heartbreaking mistakes because just about the time they get beautiful, you'll start seeing twigs die back. And mm. this is just the case with all the upright junipers out of the out of those groups. Now, the eastern red cedar that we use out in a in a landscape, a big wide, this is certainly not narrow. That one doesn't seem to have these problems. Most of them, the juniperus virginiana types, don't seem to have the problem, but but the columnar ones do. Mm, well, see, I've got a lot of native plants in my yard right now that I hand dug from the woods and. Man, they're growing great. I've got cedars and red oaks, and and uh, I planted them all when they were real little, and they're you know they're twenty five feet tall now, and they're beautiful. That's perfect, and that's the way to do it. You're doing it the right way, uh, but I just I'm going to try to encourage you not to try any of the columnar junipers. Um, I was encouraging people not to prior to these diseases breaking out. All this stuff started to show up about twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, and um, that's why you don't see them anymore. The ones that were there have died, and and, uh, and and very few people are replanting them. I, you know what, I I do like the hollies. I don't have any right now. Is that a? Would you consider that a native Texas species? Or I mean, it doesn't seem native to me, but they grow well around here. There are lots. And that's of, what you're I, suggesting, I, I say, right? I say there are lots of native hollies. There are several native hollies. Uh, and, and in uh, Cook County, you would have uh, two that I can think of. Uh, you'd have one that uh, is, is certainly native, and it's Ilex decidua, possum haw, holly. Possum and then H-A-W tacked onto it as part of the same word, possum haw, holly. It's deciduous. Uh, you would want to get one called Warren's Red from the Warren Nursery Company up in Oklahoma City. It's uh, they're long since closed, but it is very common in the nursery trade. Beautiful red berries in the winter, uh, and you know people use the term native uh, very loosely. Uh, mm -hmm. There are native hollies in Texas that a lot of people would say, "Yeah, that's a native plant." Yopon is, for example, uh, but mm. it's not native in Cook County. Um, neither, and but it's well adapted. It would do beautifully for you, and so would all the different types of yopon hollies, like dwarf yopon, weeping yopon. Uh, there are columnar yopons, but they they splay out. They don't keep that that columnar shape, and that mm. that part's uh, not good. The, probably the the best of the columnar yopons would be um, uh, what is it, Scarlet Peak. Um, but even it is hard to keep uniform. You'll plant three of them, and they'll be three different, look like a pipe organ, the ranks of a pipe organ, uh, mm. not the same size and shape. Um, but but they're not native to Cook County. They're native down through south-central Texas. But I, I'm comfortable with that as long as they're adapted. I worry more about whether a plant's adapted. Then you have native hollies from east Texas, like American holly. That, that won't even begin to tolerate the blackland soil and it might make it up along the red river in your in your red soils 
but it won't make it in uh, in the black land. So parts of your mm. county would maybe be okay, but parts would certainly not. And and then there, my favorites are the Ilex cornudas, and there are many of those. Um, and that would that would be where I pick up uh, Burford and and dwarf Burford and Nellie R. Stevens, which is a hybrid, and uh, willow leaf, and Chinese holly, which is the Ilex cornuda and dwarf Chinese. Uh, those are from China, but they are perfectly adapted over all of the state of Texas. And so, so again, it sounds I, like I hollies more would about be my... adapted. Uh, my whole landscape's made up of hollies. I have other plants. I have nandinas from Japan. I have nandinas. I have crepe myrtles. I have abelias, all of which are not from Texas. Uh, but I have I have native Texas plants as well. My trees are all native Texas plants. But my shrubs are primarily not because there just aren't that many good native shrubs. Well, I guess I think I, I need to focus in on the hollies, I guess. And um maybe rethink because I, I was kind of going for gosh what's that paint painter's name uh i just i just envisioned my house being surrounded by comfort looking trees and you know i've already got my landscape mature trees out there but i haven't done much next to the house and i'm just trying to give it right. sort of a tucked away look and um that's what yeah, we I don't want to 11 acres in the country and I wanted it to look like the house just kind of settled into a, a, a pretty meadow uh, settled in in Texas sounds like a tornado dropped me here and I didn't want it to look like that but <laughs> you're probably talking about Monet I would imagine uh, yeah anyway. that or um, gosh what was that painter's name he was he was a drunk and he, he did a lot of uh, paintings with lights you know it, like dim forest over my head I, I, can I talk forget his name. You would know it if I yeah. if I said it, but probably so. Uh, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of a cottage. Well, I got I got to run, but anyway, I hope I hope I helped, and <laughs> I, I just encourage you to to ask questions when you go to a good independent retail garden center. Go in where you can talk to the owner of the garden center, and a certified nursery professional, like I said, is a place to shop. That's what you're looking for. And the last question you should ask after you've chosen your plants, or maybe you choose them with that, that owner, am I about It's not suited to my landscape? Here's what I have. Am I making a mistake? Let them be part of the decision, and uh, yeah. you'll be much better off. Yeah. Well, thanks for shooting hey, I appreciate straight. your call. I yeah. yeah, thanks for turning the Band-Aid off. I, I do appreciate it, though. You bet. It's healed by now. You'll, you'll, you'll make it. You'll do well. Right. Thank you, Eric, Thank for the you. call. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, Fertilome. Fertilome is a good example of what I would just talk to you about. The Fertilome Company is based in Texas. They are sold in independent retail garden centers. When you go in and ask a, a, a Fertilome dealer what's the best thing for my landscape, they will show you the Fertilone products, and they are made in Texas for Texas conditions. A well-fed, healthy lawn can better endure the hardships of winter. I'll prepare it, uh, so prepare your lawn soon with Fertilone Winterizer for established lawns. And you need to get that done because we are just on the cusp of some freezing weather. We're going to talk about that in a minute. A number of years ago, Fertilone used the findings of local university studies in Texas to design this winterizer product specifically for Texas. Fertilone Winterizer has a 10-0-14 analysis and is formulated to convert quickly and easily into stored nutrition that will feed your lawn throughout the harsh winter months. 
Fertilum Winterizer builds winter hardiness, stem strength, and disease resistance in turf grass. It's safe on all lawn types. Just gently water it in after you apply it. The yards fed Fertilone Winterizer in the fall are the first to green up come springtime. Fertilone Winterizer for established lawns can be found at independently owned garden centers, feed stores, and nurseries all around Texas. Ask for it by name. It's Fertilone Winterizer fertilizer and uh, do that very soon time is running out so it's fertilone winterizer i might add it would be perfect for your ryegrass and fescue the overseeded or the winter uh, the cool season grasses as well fertilone winterizer fertilizer i'll have more after these messages All right kelly thank you sir thank you sir let me give you the phone number again because Kelly alone needs help. <laughs> we need some calls. Everybody's just split to the winds right now, probably bailing water out the second floor window. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. 888-256-1080. And uh, give a call right now, and we'll get you on the air pretty quickly. Uh, the uh, truth of it is, I think uh, the rain is uh, kind of in the, east central part of the state so if you're in a part of the state that isn't getting rain right now that was us uh, that was we uh, for a long time uh, there was a lot of rain up and down interstate 35 and then we were saying hey hey we're over here got our hands raised and then it started to rain and it rained and rained overnight yesterday day before whenever it was we have had about six inches i think and it was sorely needed because we had missed everything here to four and the lakes around the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Some of them were getting uh, quite low. So anyway, there we go. Um, I told you I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of things while we await any calls that uh, you do want to make. I welcome your calls. This time of year it is quiet. I've done this program for almost 40 years and I uh, know to anticipate this. Uh, but uh, I do want to talk to you about brown patch because I'm really beginning to see it. And with the cool weather coming in this week, I know we're going to have a lot of brown patch in St. Augustine. I took a photo uh, for another purpose about three or four days ago. And when I got it home and was working on getting it cropped for my electronic newsletter, I said, oh, looky there, there's some brown patch. I better talk about that as well. If you have St. Augustine is beginning to kind of do what the shade trees do and that is begin to show some yellow leaves scattered through the the lawn and you notice oh they're kind of in a pattern look at that it's a kind of a circle there uh, the circle is anywhere from 18 to 24 maybe 30 inches in diameter it's not a distinct circle initially but it will become one uh, almost like a garbage can lid has been laid down on top of the lawn uh, it starts yellow, then it, uh, very quickly some of those blades will start to turn brown, and then the whole patch will turn brown. When you pull on the blades, they will come loose easily from the runners. They'll be rotted at the bases of the blades. This is a leaf disease. Uh, it is not a disease of the runners, nor is it a disease of the roots. And that gives you uh, one clue as to how serious it will be. It will kill the leaves. It doesn't kill the runners, doesn't kill the roots. The grass will rebound, but it is weakened seriously, and it's ugly and weird looking. Uh, it's called brown patch. 
a lot of the universities are now referring to it as large patch. I'm going to do some homework when I get a little time as to why on earth they call this one large patch when take all patch and gray leaf spot in its patches are both over the whole lawn and this one isn't. It's just scattered here and there. Uh, but anyway, doesn't matter. But, but if you see something labeled as large patch, that's the same thing. Uh, the fungicide azoxystrobin, you just kind of start that word and it just kind of, and then you mumble and people will say, I think he's saying azoxystrobin, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. And uh, try that when you get your eyes examined the next time. And well, that's what Neil said to say, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-I-N. That is a fungicide, and it's in the uh, Disease X product from from uh, Scotts. They're the only people, last time I checked, which was a few months ago, the only people who had it in their product line. It's a, a very good fungicide. Use it on all three of those. Take all root rot in the spring, gray leaf spot in the summer, and brown patch in the fall. Uh, the other thing you have to do with, with the brown patch, with large patch, is don't water at night. That's the critical thing. So, and it's uh, primarily St. Augustine, but it also will go after zoysia. So keep that in mind. And I planted fescue uh, several years and it got fescue and it's bad on fescue because there are no runners. It will kill the fescue. All right, that's what we have now. Uh, we'll uh, take a short break and, and then I'll come back. I have some things I want to suggest to you for the night of the first freeze, which may be early next week for um, about half of the state or a third of the state. Uh, once again, I'm going to tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. I have it on sale at $34.95. When you look at it, when, you, when it arrives in your mailbox and you open the box and you look at it, I hope you will say, and a lot of people have said this, man, I thought it was this, this book ought to cost a lot more. Books today are not inexpensive. This book is kind of priced out of uh, another era. $34.95, a book with a hardback and 840 photographs on high-quality paper. Yeah, that's not going to sell for $34.95, but this one is. I've marked it down for a limited time. This book covers every aspect of outdoor gardening. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, soils, climate, things of that sort. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to do everything. And then specific chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Uh, the, uh, uh, the chapter two on uh, the calendar, four pages per month. I've never put that in a book before, and people tell me that one will pay for the cost of the book all by itself. I sign every copy as it sells, and I guarantee your satisfaction with the book or I'll refund every penny you spend. Not one person has asked for a refund. We're now in the sixth printing of the book. I just took delivery on the next-to-last delivery of the sixth printing. And uh, uh, so I encourage you to get it. I'm not sure I want to do any more printings. That may be, that may be enough because I have some good number uh, yet available, but they are really moving fast now. Thank you for that. I have mentioned uh, two weeks ago, I uh, told you why I have marked the price down and I'm leaving it there for a while. At $34.95, I have some uh, unexpected medical expenses uh, marked with uh, uh, metastatic melanoma. I'll be spending some time with MD Anderson 
and very optimistically so, though, because it was caught very, very early uh, both times. And uh, so uh, there are some expenses that I have that are not covered by insurance. I'm using this as a, a means of cash flow, and we have another family member. I've been trying to help uh, her uh, during this time, not my wife. So uh, I hope that uh, I hope that this is appealing to you. There are two ways you can buy the book. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. You either go to my website, neilsperry.com, or you call my office weekdays. And that office phone number uh, during business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, though, is order it uh, uh, from my website right now. It's a great Christmas gift, but please order early. My signing availability is going to be dependent on what they tell me to do in Houston, and that is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, thank you very, very much. And we go back uh, to our uh, uh, topic at hand, and that is the cold weather that is coming up uh, early this next week. Amarillo, I see you. <laughs> it's there. And that's the way it works in this state. They uh, are kind of the canaries in the coal mine. They let us know before we know about the problems. Um, parts of the state, uh, I use uh, an app on my phone called Weatherbug. They are normally fairly conservative on their estimates of um, pending low temperatures and, and rain and things of that sort, storms. And uh, so I, I tend to look at that, plus I can bookmark as many uh, parts of Texas as I want. And it looks like the freezing line is going to be about the northern third of the state. Uh, often that will dip down into the hill country. But uh, anyway, pay close attention uh, the next three or four nights. Uh, remember that frost can form. Hear me on this one now, folks. I, I don't think it's going to come into play on this. Frost killing frost, not freeze, killing frost can form on tender plants such as tomatoes and basil and coleus and things of that sort uh, at temperatures well above 32 degrees, maybe at 37 or 8 or 9, 39 degrees uh, on a still clear night. I think we're going to have wind, it sounds like, and we're going to have cloudy nights. But on a still clear night, you can get frost at temperatures above uh, uh, freezing. And so that's why frost cloth will be a big help to you. You ought to buy some frost cloth now, for crying out loud, and have it. It can make a 7 or 8 degree difference in, in survival of plants at really cold temperatures later in midwinter. But it will also help you with your tender plants now, this is the third time in a row, I believe, in the last three winters, uh, falls, I believe, uh, or three out of the last four, one or the other, where we've had killing frost in rural Collin County, where I live, outside McKinney, in October. And our normal time is about the 20th of November. So we are three weeks early. That's why it's so hard to tell you when to plant your fall tomatoes, and that's why I tell you plant them the 4th of July or earlier. People say, oh, yeah, it's too soon, and it's not because of this. So just a heads up, it's coming, and, and protect your plants, disconnect the hoses, uh, be, be ready, and then you're going to have another three or four weeks of, of nice weather. Uh, last, uh, last break, then we'll finish out. 
Niels Perry's eGardens is my uh, is my electronic newsletter. It comes out Thursday nights. It is free and always will be. Always are five stories. A featured plant of the week. Uh, gardening this weekend where I point out things you need to get done in that weekend. And uh, then your questions and my answers and a couple of other stories as well. I think you'll enjoy eGardens very much. I hope you will. That's my goal. We've been doing it 19 and three quarters years. And... I look forward to many more years ahead. I enjoy eGardens very much. As I said, it is free and it always will be. And you'll never get a spam email from me or anybody else because you have chosen to, to sign up for it. You can see what it looks like and you do your signing up, both from my website from the same click. You go to neilsperry.com, same place you go to get that good bargain on my book. That's N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com and click on eGardens. Let me also tell you about the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association and their outstanding certification program. I hope that you will always shop where you see the T-C-N name badge. T well, let me do this again. I got to rewrite this or else uh, get, get better glasses. You're going to be looking for the Texas Certified and Texas Master Certified Nursery uh, uh, name badges and emblems on the doors. Uh, they're going to be at member nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They're also are Texas Certified Landscape Professionals as well. This has been a huge hit over the 40 years that this program has been in progress. And it's your assurance of getting the best plants, best products, and the best advice, the best service. And that's at Member Nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. We'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We have Steve calling from Bowie. Steve, this is Neil. Good morning. Yeah, how are you doing? Doing great. How can I help you? Uh, yeah, uh, I planted a, uh, it's like a dense shade, uh, grass seed. It's, uh, I think black beauty. It's, I guess it's a mixture of rye and fescue. And I don't know, but, uh, I, I didn't get a real good stand. It's very spotted. I guess, I don't know if I didn't get it. I don't know what I did wrong. I didn't plant enough seed. You didn't do anything wrong other than you... Other than buying a mix uh, that was probably intended for uh, North Dakota, you didn't do anything wrong. Those, uh, oh, those really? seed mixes, yeah, those seed mixes that contain the cool season grasses are not intended for here. Ryegrass is a cool season annual. We plant it in September and it dies in in uh, late April or May. Fescue is yeah. a cool season perennial grass, but it will not do well in 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 the hot climate of, of Texas at 105 degrees. Well, yeah, so I just planted your, your best bet. I'm, I'm going to run out of time in about a minute. Hear me out. Okay. Uh, the most okay. common, the okay. most common question I've gotten in 47 years of doing this program and other programs is what grass will grow well in the shade. And unless you okay. have five or six hours of sunlight, you're not going to find a grass that will tolerate heavy shade. Uh, if you get down along the coast, you have a little better chance with St. Augustine because it doesn't get cold and it doesn't turn brown in the wintertime. But in, in North Texas, certainly in Montague County, uh, you're not going to have a grass that will, will do well in heavy shade. You're going to have to go to a ground cover. I've done the same thing in my landscape in Collin County. Okay. 
I've used Mondo okay. grass, Ophia pogon. It's not a turf grass, it's a ground cover, but it gives the look of a, a turf grass. You don't mow it, you don't play croquet on it, but it's a, it's a soft texture. <laughs> and that's gonna be your best bet is to, is to switch over to a ground cover. Otherwise you'll just and waste mon money after money. Uh, M-O-N-D-O, Mondo grass, all one word. So I got to run. I, they call me back next week a little bit earlier in the program. We can talk much more. And I also have that on my website at neilsperry.com in great detail, uh, a lot of detail. Thank you. Jared Taylor, great program. Thank you, sir. Until next week, happy gardening.